Welcome to the Daily Creed, where we help you break your limited beliefs that are holding you back from being a personal and professional success. When you master the five character traits of commitment, resilience, excellence, execution, and discipline, you will have the power to dominate your industry and live the life you desire. And now, helping you to grow in every aspect of your life, your host, J.R. Spear. All right, so last week we talked about on how to create your irresistible offer that takes you beyond the peak of Mount Everest. And the reason why I made that topic and for that specific show was because every single one of you guys have value, have worth, and you're undercharging for what you can essentially sell your programs and services for. So there's three ways, essentially three different things that you need to understand when it comes to growing your revenue and growing your business. One, very obvious, get more clients, get more people to buy your products and services. The second thing is you get your clients to pay more often, which means you need to have more different offers, more to your value stack to be able to get them to come and want to buy from you. And the lastly is you need to increase your rates, charging more per for your services. But most people are scared and have a fear to be able to increase their rates and sell what they are worth. So go back and listen to that episode that I talked about last week on how to create your irresistible offer that will take you beyond the peak of Mount Everest. And then you're going to learn some really cool tips and strategies that's going to teach you four steps on what you can do. You got to have your target audience. You got to make sure that you know your competitive advantage. You got to make sure you have your value stack and you got to eliminate the risk with the guarantee. So in that episode, I break down every single one of those pieces. And so, and uh, so you definitely want to go back, listen to it and be able to learn on what you need to do to create that irresistible offer. Today, I'm going to be going through the four-step process on how to actually close the sale. So when you get someone on the call, I'm not talking about the legion of leading them to the call. I'm talking about when you get them on the call, what you need to do to help you close that sale. And I'm going to break down the four-step process today. Essentially, there's five steps, but four simple steps, five steps, whatever, to help you guys close your deal or close the deal and how to actually lead the sales call. And if you follow this framework on every single sales call that you guys do, you're sure to to find yourself first, you're going to be able to know and qualify them a lot faster versus wasting time on the call with someone that's not a good fit. So we want to make sure that we are, when we're on a call, that you are controlling the conversation and that you are leading them to a path to make a decision before you get off that call. So I call this how to close more sales with our four-step sales process. And uh, so if you are listening and you want to know how to close more sales, you're going to want to pay attention. All right. Starting off from the beginning, when you guys get on a sales call, like I said, this is not about the lead gen process on beginning your calendars booked and getting them, uh, getting them on the sales call. But this is about when they are on a sales call. The very first thing that you definitely want to do is build rapport. So how do you do that? Well, you want to make sure you keep the conversations to the point and you control the questions that you ask. You control the conversation because if not, you can easily get on a tangent and they're going on and on and on talking about everyone and their dog about everything in life. And then you just wasted so much time to be able to get to where you want to go, which is present your message. So while you're building rapport, make sure you are controlling the conversation, getting them to straight to the point of, of where and lead them to a path of where you want to go into the conversation. So really simple, you know, ask them how their days are saying, hey, Jared, thank you so much for joining me on today's call. I'm, I'm really excited about being on here. Now set the expectation. My goal today is to learn about 
where you're currently at in your business or where you're currently at in your situation. What are some of your goals that you want to achieve? And what are uh, some of the roadblocks that has stopped you along the way throughout your path? And then by the end of the call, if we are, if, if we feel like it's a good fit, you want to learn more about how it can help you and take you to the next level, we can go through that options right there. Now, the big question that you want to make sure you ask is, if, if we are able to put together a plan that can help you get the results that you're looking for, are you able to make a decision today? That's a very important phrase that I like to ask on almost every single sales call is if we are able to make, if we're, if I'm able to create a plan that can help you with the results or the plan that we put together for you, are you able to make a decision today? And why is that really important? Because now I am addressing the elephant in the room. Everyone, no one likes to be sold. No one likes to, to have the question asked, of, you know, pull out their wallet and wanting to be able to buy. But I set the expectation by building rapport talking about what to expect on the call, what my goals that I want to be able to achieve. You know, I want to learn more about you. I want to learn about the goals that you want to, want to go after. I want to learn about the roadblocks. But then I'm also setting the expectation saying, hey, if we're able to create a plan that can help you get to your destination faster, are you able to make a decision today? So if we're able to put together a plan that can help you get to your destination faster, are you able to make a decision today? Because ultimately there's a couple of reasons or two really main objections of why people are, well, I like to say three reasons why people don't want to buy from you. And uh, one, especially on that day, one is definitely, it's always money. People are always going to want to say it's money or whatever it may be. Uh, the other thing is going to be, you know, your spouse. Like they they want to say, hey, I'm, I really can't make a decision about myself because I have a partner. Or I have a spouse that I'm going to have to confide in. Um, so those are two of the main things. And if I bring that question up in the beginning saying, if, if we are able to put together a plan, that can help you get to your destination faster. Are you able to make a decision today? I'm essentially dressing the big elephant in the room. And when we get to the end of the call, when I'm asking for the sale, they can no longer say, hey, I actually need to have my partner with me or I actually need to you know, I, I look at my finances, whatever it may be. Now, money is always a big thing because no one really knows what the cost of your price is going to be. But I'm dressing it in the beginning. Now, you have two choices. You have the choice to either continue the conversation or reschedule it or not continue the conversation afterwards based off what they say. If they say in the beginning saying, well, I actually need to talk to my partner and as we, we don't make decisions by ourselves, but I still want to hear what, what you have to say. You now have a choice to tell them saying, hey, yeah, I would love to continue our conversation. Let's learn more about you and uh, talk more about what we have to offer. Or you have the decision to say, hey, why don't we reschedule and when we can have both of you guys on the call at the same time. That's normally the route that I would go because I hate trying to repeat myself with the same thing. And then they're trying to tell their partner about the, what we just had the whole conversation about, talking about our products and services and how amazing we are. And it's always going to be communicating in a way that's not going to be as powerful as it would be if they were on the call together. So me personally, I will always try to reschedule for another time when they can both get on a call. And this is a why I ask you and encourage you guys to address the elephant in the room and ask those specific questions in the very beginning of the call. Build a rapport, set the expectation of the call. I'm going to pre-frame it for you guys again. When you can set the expectations of the call, saying, hey, JR, on today's call, I'm really excited about talking to you, but I want to learn more about where you're currently at in your situation. Where do you want to go? And then what are some of the roadblocks that's going to help that are stopping you from helping you reach those goals? Always say that, and then I follow up with a question saying, 
if we're able to create a plan that can help you get to your destination faster, are you able to make a decision today? And that is so important for you to ask that specific question, reword it the way you want it, but you want to make sure you're asking a specific question in that way, because they're either going to say, hey, I really don't have the money, but I want to hear what you have to talk about. You have the choice to say, well, how about we schedule when it's a better time for you? Or yeah, let's let's talk and, and go on because it's good practice for you to so present your product, services, and offers. Or they may say, I need to have a partner with me. Well, when they say they got a partner, then you have the opportunity to learn more about who is that decision maker, bring them in or not, and then go from there. So we always want to make sure that we're setting the expectation, we're building the rapport, we're and then we're also addressing the elephant to see what they're going to say to bring them in to theirs. So that's going to be the first part of our you know, one thing I want you guys to learn today, and we're going to be going here on a break in the next few minutes and so, but before we go on a break, I just want to kind of set the expectation for the rest of this call, because I'm going to be going through the four steps that you guys need to make sure you're following through when it comes to, you know, on the sales call, be able to, you know, take them from a cold lead to a hot lead and whatever it may be. So if you guys are jumping on here, if you have any questions you want to be able to ask, make sure you tune in, love to help you guys out. So because, you know, ultimately, one thing I wanted to address as well is you really got to think about it. Why are people not wanting to buy from you in the first place? And again, this goes back to when, when I was talking about in last week's episode about creating your irresistible offer is it, it boils down to fear. Like they don't believe that you have the tools to help them solve the problems that they have. Or you didn't communicate in a very good way to help them believe that they that you have the, that can help with the problems that they have. Because if you if they believe that you can help them with whatever issues, whatever problems that they have, then the answer for them to move forward with whatever you want to offer your products and services would be a lot easier. Money wouldn't be as much of an issue or anything like that. Now, keep in mind too, sometimes the problems that they have isn't big enough for them to want to move forward with anything in the first place. And there's nothing you could do to convince them otherwise, because you can have all the tools to help them do that, to achieve whatever problem, whether you're going to help them lose weight, whether you're helping them in the relationships, you're helping them with making more money or growing their business, whatever it may be. But if it's not strong enough for them to want to be able to make change, there's nothing you can say or do to convince them to move forward with you in the first place. But most of the time, why people are not buying from you has nothing to do with you your products, your services, but it has everything to do with the belief. Do they believe that you have what it takes to help them solve the problems that they have? If you did, then the answer is really simple. They're going to move forward with you. But you got to know how to communicate it in a powerful way. Confidence comes with clarity. So the more clear you are on your programs, your offers, your deliverables, the more confident you're going to be when it comes to serving your audience to be able to convey your message. So you got to be super clear on who's your ideal client. You got to be super clear on what your big promise is. You got to be really clear on what are the big problems that you are solving. And when you are clear on that and you're communicating in a good way, then they will most likely want to move forward with what you have to offer. So it all boils down to belief, but you also want to make sure you're pre-qualifying. Are they your ideal client? Are they someone that can benefit from the products and services you do? And do, or do, do you have what it takes to help solve the problems that they have? And if so, then move forward, get them on a call, pre-qualify them, and be able to close that deal. So stay tuned. We're going to come back. We're going to start breaking down the four-step process. 
framework that you guys need to do to help you guys start growing and stay your business within the sales call. You get them on. I'm going to take you from the beginning of the call to the end of the call, and then uh, we kind of go from there. So I will see you guys back here shortly. And now a word from our sponsors. Navigating the business world can be daunting. Welcome to the Business Leaders Network, a community of like-minded entrepreneurs ready to share invaluable experience. As a BLN member, enjoy dynamic networking opportunities with high-level entrepreneurs, learn cutting-edge strategies from industry experts, and gain a platform to showcase your business. Get started today for only $37, which is less than your daily cup of coffee. Join a community that can transform your business. Visit www.blncommunity.com to get started. Your success it's our mission at BLN. Let's navigate the business world together. And now back to the show. So today we are talking about how the, my four-step framework on how to close more sales. So how to close more sales with my four-step process, my, my framework. And I've used this hundreds and thousands of thousands of times for every single call that I've ever had when it comes to closing any type of program, offers, deliverable services, whatever it may be. So you want to make sure you're listening to me and following this framework for what I am teaching you guys, because it could definitely change the way you communicate, the way that you guys talk to people and the way that you guys close more sales. So the first part that we always talked about, and I explained that on the first half of the show, is you got to build a report, but you got to set the expectation for the call. What I mean is, if I was going to be jumping on a call with someone brand new, I'm going to say, hey, JR. You know, thank you so much for joining our call today. I am really excited about meeting meeting you and learning more about what your current situation is, learning more about the future and where you want to go and learning more about the roadblocks that is stopping you from being able to get to where you go. And then the key, the key question I ask, which is why I explained in the first half of the show is, if we are able to create a plan that can help you get to your destination faster, are you able to make a decision today? So if we can help, if we can create a plan to help you get to your destination faster, are you able to make a decision today? And why is that important? Because I'm addressing the two biggest objections that people usually come and, and give you when it comes to closing your sale. One is they is financials, and two is they need to have their partner present. Well, now you got a choice. If they say, well, I'm just not sure financially if I'm able to do it. Hey, that's totally cool. How about we end this call and then we schedule a time for when you are in a better financial situation? You can make that choice. They say, I need to have my partner. Hey, that's really that's really cool. How about we schedule a call when both of you guys can be on the call with us so we can answer any questions that either of you may have. So you just got to have a little bit of boldness to be able to do it, but it's going to help save you guys a lot more time, be more efficient, be more productive for what you guys need to do to help you guys grow your business and close more sales. So set the set the expectation first, build that rapport, and then make sure you fire off that key question. And then remember what I said before, one main reason why people are not buying from you today has nothing to do with you, but it boils down to belief. Do they believe that you have the programs, offers, and deliverables that can help them solve the problems that they have? And if you do, then the answer should be simple. But if you don't, then it's going to be really hard trying to convince someone to buy whatever you're trying to sell them. So set the expectation first, make sure you re overcome the biggest objections that someone may have, but also understand that the reason why they're probably not buying from you is usually due to lack of belief that you can solve the problems that they have. All right, four-step framework. The very first step when it comes to the four-step framework for closing a sale is present. So what I mean by present is you really need to get really good at, you really need to get good at understanding someone's current situation, validating 
where they're currently at, asking questions. You know, I, I learned a long time ago that some of the best salespeople are those that ask the most questions. I'll say that again because the most the, some of the best salespeople are the ones that ask the most questions because we, as salespeople you you become consultants you become individuals that you, you're essentially problem solvers like we we gotta we we got to interview people to make sure that they're even a good fit for us as just as much as they're interviewing us to see if we're a good fit for them. But I don't want to bring someone into my community. I want to I don't want to bring someone into my world and try to help them with something if they're not even a good fit in the first place. Because I can tell you one thing, I am a really, really great salesperson. So much so that I can sell people that should not be in my program. And then later down the road, I come to realize that I am more stressed, more bitter. I'm dreading hanging on the jumping on a call with them for whatever it may be because I didn't pre-qualify them in the first and I was just chasing the sale. This can be very dangerous. If you guys want to be excited about what you have to offer, be excited about serving your community or for whatever capacity, product, service, whatever it may be, you want to make sure that you are not leading with uh, you know, making people feel like a transaction, but you are leading with the servant's heart. Your job is to over-serve and over-deliver as much as you can. Make people feel value. There's a book that I read a long time ago, and it essentially changed my life forever, especially as an entrepreneur. It's called The First Steps to Wealth by Danny Johnson. And you need to go check it out. It's probably on Amazon. And I know she used to give it a, like free plus shipping type thing on her website when I, when I originally got it. But um, anyways, I, you know, going back to my childhood, you know, I, I graduated high school with a 1.2 GPA and never really read a book from cover to cover until I got out of the military in 2007. And this is with the first book that I read from cover to cover, and it was a page turner. And then now look at me, look at me in, in uh, you know, 2022, I end up finishing and launching my first book, which has been amazing. I've been selling tons of copies. If you didn't get a copy of it, you need to. But I, I tell you this because, you know, when it, when it comes to, when it comes to sales, one thing that she taught me inside of this book is the one thing that people value most in life is themselves. The one thing people value most in life is themselves. And when they start feeling like a transaction, they start putting up a wall. No one likes to be sold to, but if they can start feeling valued, that you appreciate them, that you're over-serving, you're over-delivering them, then it, it breaks down that wall. They feel more comfortable around you. They start gaining more trust. And now you are going to be able to collaborate with them a little bit better and find out if both of you guys are a great fit for each other. So the person that can ask the most questions during a conversation essentially is going to create and generate more sales. So when I am in the beginning part of my sales conversation, I want to make, I want to make sure I'm focusing on the present. Where are they currently at inside of their business? Where are they currently at inside of their health and wellness? Where are they currently at whatever situation is that aligns with the products and services that you are promoting? So you got to learn more about their present situation, where they're at, and then really dig deep to why, you know, what, what's really bothering them, what's helping them, what are the things they like, all these different things. But you got to know if you're a weight loss coach, you got to know it's like, okay, where are they losing weight and, and, and stuff like that? Why, why are they at this level where they're at? You know, what's going on in their head? What's going on emotionally? What's going on physically? What's going on in their, their family environment? Whatever it may be. We need to know the present situation, because if you can't figure out the present situation of where you're at, you're not going to be able to get to the next level. So we're going to be going on break here in a few minutes. But one thing I want to start before we go on to the next step, you know, we built rapport, we set the expectation, 
we're creating, you know, make sure we're setting the expectation for the call. And then we're learning more about the present situation of where they're currently at and in their life and what, what they need to achieve. But before you guys move on to the next piece, you always want to make sure you validate what they just said. So every sales call that I do, I try, I always keep a pen and paper right there in front of me. And here's, here's the other thing too. The biggest no that you do on a sales call, never take notes on your damn phone ever. I had an assistant that used to work for me and I fired her you know, due to many different things. But one thing she used to always do, and I give her a hard time is she'll be on, she'll be on a call with me and she's sitting there taking notes on her phone while we're on zoom calls, wherever it may be, she's taking notes on her phone. And I'm like, what the heck are you doing? Because from the outside perspective, people are seeing that they're thinking that you're just texting, you're talking to people, you're just playing on your phone. You're not present. Remember what I just said, the one thing that people value most in life is themselves. So you need to be present in that situation. Don't be on your damn phone and make sure that you're present there. I always tell them, hey, just so you know, I want to be, I'm going to have a pen and paper. I'm going to take a little bit of notes of something you say so that way it triggers or it, it could bring up another question. But I just want you to know I'm paying attention. So you got to validate what they just said, but you got, and the only way to validate what they said is by really taking great notes so that way you can fire back at them what they just said. Okay. So we got to we got to set the expectation for the call. Now we're learning more about the present situation. And then after we before we go into the next piece of the conversation, we need to validate everything they just said. So for a good example, they say, hey, JR, you know, I'm, I'm currently 150 pounds and I'm struggling because or I'm sorry, I'm 200 pounds. I need to get, and, and I'm struggling because I don't have enough energy with my kids and whatever it may be. Then I, I want to be able to have the energy and to do whatever to to hang out with my kids and take them to the parks and to do whatever. But I, I just can't do it anymore. Well, now you're going to validate them. So you're going to follow them. And say, hey, Jared, just so I'm really clear, you're telling me you're about 200 pounds and you don't have the energy to be able to hang with your kids. Does that sound about right? So I repeat what they just said so they, they feel heard, that they see that I'm paying attention to them. And when they see that I'm paying attention to them, that they feel heard, now they feel valued. And when they feel valued, they feel more connected to us. And when they feel more connected to us, they're going to want to buy whatever you have to sell. So we're going to be going on break here right now. When we come back, I'm going to go to the second piece of our framework for close for the sales process. So stay tuned. We're going to, we're going to recap everything that we just talked about by setting the expectation, learning to be present, and then going on to the next element. So stay tuned. I'll talk to you shortly. And now a word from our sponsors. Stuck in growth and need more time to serve your clients? Let JR Spear and his Creed Consulting team help. We offer a full done-for-you service, strategizing and building your program to scale fast. From video shoots to web design and automation, we've got you covered. Our expertise gives you more time to deliver the quality your clients deserve. Ready to build faster and serve better? Call us today at 314-221-9216 and let's kickstart your coaching program and build a quality of product your clients deserve and now back to the show all right moving on let's kind of recap a little bit about what we've been talking about on today's show where i am discussing how to close more sales with our four-step process by jr spear and this is the sales process that i've been doing for so many years to build six different businesses and i learned this from my first coach probably back in 2007 and it's a phenomenal framework, easy to remember. And I am not a fan of scripts. I'm not a fan of sales scripts. So if anyone says, hey, can you just give me a sales script to follow so I can follow it and, and uh, you know, just I can close anyone on there. But the problem with sales script is you don't have any damn personality. So scripts are, can be okay, 
but I'm more of a fan of processes and frameworks because you got to be you. You got to have a little bit of tenacity in yourself and a little bit of gut feeling and paying attention to awareness when it comes to closing sales. You got to watch the body language. You got to listen to the tone of people's voices. You got to see and understand like where people are at in the current situation so you can help lead them down the path to want to be able to close more deals. And if you don't have that, that's really hard to take them to the next level. So so when it comes to closing more sales and the framework to remember, the first thing that you always got to remember, and I'm recapping everything just in case you guys are jumping on late, is you got to set the expectation of the call. Hey, JR, you know, I'm so glad that we're here on today's call. And my goal for you today is to really learn more about where you're currently at in your situation. Where do you want to go? Some of the roadblocks that are stopping you from getting to where you want to go and to, to uh, help you figure out a plan that can help you get there faster. So if we're and then you follow up with this one question, which is super, super, super inc incredibly important for you to do from all, so many different levels is if I'm able to help create a plan that can get you, that can help you get to your destination faster. Are you able to make a decision today? If we if we're able to create a plan that can help you get to your destination faster, are you able to make a decision today? Because I want them to tell me two of the biggest objections that they will always try to use as a scapegoat at the end of every call, which is one, I got to have my partner there, or two, I don't have the financial and the money to be able to pay for it. That's great. I want to address that in the beginning. So if they say they have to have a partner there, we can address that in the beginning. If they say they really don't have the financial means to invest anything right now. I want to know that in the beginning before I waste my time on a, a call that leads them to a path of nothing. But if they say in the beginning, oh, yeah, I'm totally cool, and you get to the end, and they say, well, I really need to have my partner here to really discuss, or I really don't have the money to be able to invest anything, you can now call them out on their BS and say, hey, but in the beginning of the call, you didn't mention any of that when I gave you the opportunity to say so. So sometimes it takes a little bit of boldness and directness to be able to lead down the path. And they may not be a great fit if they're if they're using that because they'll use those excuses or objections essentially just as a scapegoat to get off the call. And, and so then that's that's okay. You know, there was a, definitely a big note that I, I told everyone. When you are taking calls, one thing you need to remember is that people that value most is themselves. And when you are on a sales call, especially Zoom, never take notes on your damn phone because people think that you're just playing on it and not really paying attention to them. You could really very well be taking notes on their phone. That is awesome. But the way it looks is not good. So don't take notes on your phone. Have a pen and piece of paper. Have your iPad that you can write on, all those different things. But make sure that you are present with them when you're on the call. All right, so first thing, we always set the expectation on the call. Build the rapport, set the expectation. We move on. Then we talk about the present situation. Learn more about the current situation. Where are they at? Do they need to lose weight? What are they? How much weight do they need to lose? All these different things. Where are they at in their business? Where are they at? Their health wise, their relationships, whatever it may be, whatever you're selling, you got to know their present situation. So first part is present. Know the current situation where they go. The reason why I tell you guys you need to have a pen and paper because you got to be able to remember all the key points that they are just talking about because you're going to validate what they just said before you move to the next. So when you are talking about and learning more about the present situation, I am taking notes and really understanding of what, what the current situation is. And then before I move on to the next piece, I am going to validate and repeat back what they just said. So they're telling me, hey, JR, I am 200 pounds and I really need to get down to 180 for whatever situation. I write that down, 200, 180, whatever it may be. So that way, before I move on to the next piece of the framework, which is future, I am gonna, I'm gonna repeat back and say, hey, JR, 
So just to be real clear, you're telling me you're about 200 pounds, but you want to get down to 180. Is that correct? Awesome. So by doing that, I am I am now validating what they're saying, but now they see that I am paying attention to them, which shows makes them feel valued. So I'm making them feel valued by doing that. So the next piece to the framework is future. Beginning, we talked about expectations, and then we talk about the present situation, digging deep on where they're currently at inside of the whatever situation that they're in that you're selling. And then the next piece is I want to understand the future. Where do they want to go? What, where do they want to go? What are their hopes, dreams, desires, and where, where do they want to be? So if, if you're a weight loss coach or your fitness coach or whatever it may be, and they say, hey, you know, I'm 200 pounds, I really want to get down to 180, but now you want to know the reasons why. Like, why is that important to them? Because you want to know what's important, what makes them tick. There's a really good exercise called like the, that I teach called like the seven whys. And the seven whys, it really gets down to the deep and the core value of why someone wants someone something in the first place. So for a good example, if someone says, hey, I want to have more financial freedom, we're going to ask them, why do you want more financial freedom? Well, they may say, because I want to be able to spend more time with my kids. Well, why do you want to spend more time with your kids? Well, I want to spend more time with my kids because I want to have a closer bond with them. Why do you want to have a closer bond with them? I want to have a closer bond with them because I never really had that growing up, and I want to make sure I feel connected to them, and they looked at me as a leader or a father, whatever it may be. Well, why is that important to you? So you keep digging down to the seven whys until you really get to the heart and the root of the problems of what they of what they truly want, and therefore you're removing the surface level, and now you're getting to the heart of what they want help with the most. Because if you remember what I was saying in the beginning of this episode, Usually the reason why people are not buying from you boils down to belief. Do they believe that you have the products and services that can help solve the problems that they have? And if you don't, then it doesn't matter what you can, what you say and what you could do, they're not going to buy from you. But if you can help them and with the problems and they believe that you can help with the problems that they got, then they're going to want to buy from you. So we're talking about present. I validate the present. We talk about the future, which I want to dig deep. Remember what I said, the more questions you can ask to dig deep into it, the better you're going to be able to lead them towards the opportunity of wanting to close them on your products and services. So ask questions about the future, ask questions, like get them to paint the picture of where they want to go and why they want to get there. You got to really boil that down. And then the next piece of the framework is the past. So, but again, you want to take notes, write down the key components of what they just said, saying, Hey, I really want to, you know, I'm 200 pounds and I really want to get down to 180. And I want to, I want to get down to 180 because I really want to be able to have the energy to be with my kids when they're playing, or I want to, I want to be able to make sure I'm healthy enough to be able to walk my daughter down the aisle, whatever it may be. You're digging deep on what those root causes are. And then you're validating everything you just said, because you want them to feel valued. So you're talking about the expectations. I'm talking about the present situation, so it's present. Next piece, you're talking about the future. Now we're talking about the past. The past are the roadblocks. The past are the things that they had tried before that didn't work, and they just feel stuck. But one thing I want you to understand is like it's not just the things that didn't work. You want to learn the things that did work too. What are the things that they tried before that helped them that they, that they liked? What are the things that they tried before that they didn't like? What are all the different roadblocks along the way? What are all the different things that they've tried that, that really worked? What if they had a different coach that they were working with and they absolutely loved them because of this, this, and this? So when someone says, I worked with a coach before, but then I always raise the question, well, why aren't you with them anymore? And it could be that they don't have the program or whatever it may be, or it could be, you know, I really didn't like them. They didn't add a lot of value. And I want to dig to the reasons why. 
Why are they not with that coach? Why did this system or program or product or services, whatever it may be, did not work for them? Or why did this program or offers or services or delivers did work for them? What did you like about that? What did you not like about that? The person that can ask the most questions is going to win the game. You got to ask the present, learn more about the present, learn more about the future, learn more about their past. Of the good, the bad, the ugly, validate everything that they said, take notes on what they are saying so that way you can bring it back to that. So because all these different things that they're saying essentially is going to help you build when you get the opportunity to sell or pitch your products and services, you could tie in different elements that they just said in that entire conversation into your message of what you're going to sell. So don't be going by a sales script because if you're going, if you're using a sales script, now there's a lot of really great ones. If you're listening to like Eli Wilde or Tony Robbins and all these other people that have amazing sales scripts, that's great, but you still got to personalize it and make it your own. But if you follow the simple framework on your expectations, your present, the future, the past, and then we'll go through the last piece when we come back from our show, the plan, then you're going to find yourself being able to lead any conversation in any situation with more vulnerability with understanding and making and being present in the situation with those people. So we're going to come back, break it all down for you guys again after this break. And now a word from our sponsors. Ready to elevate your coaching business and make a profound impact? Discover your roadmap in J.R. Spears' book, The Success Guide to Building Your Coaching Empire. Immerse in wisdom earned through years of successful coaching, presenting a strategic battle plan to navigate challenges and seize opportunities. Don't just survive, but thrive in your industry. Get your copy at www.jrspear.com today. Let this guide be your companion in your journey to a powerful coaching empire. Transform your business and make a bigger impact now. And now back to the show. Today, I've been going through a sales framework that's going to help you guys grow your business and close more sales. So we're not talking about lead gen. We're talking about once someone gets on your call and then you are have the opportunity to present them with your programs, your offers, your deliverables, then this is the framework that you need to do. I'm not a fan of sales scripts. I'm a fan of framework because you still have to have a little bit of tenacity. You still have to have a little bit of personality inside to be able to close more deals. First step, you always got to set the expectation, build a little bit of rapport. How do you build rapport? Set the expectation, get to know a little bit more about them, but then also tell them, be like, hey, JR, you know, uh, thank you so much for joining us on today's call today. And today I really want to learn more about where you're currently at in your situation. What are your future goals that you want to achieve? What are some of the past roadblocks that you had to overcome, the good and the bad? And then what all, what, and uh, I'll go into talking about your plan. And when I do that, I always like to ask, if I'm able to create a plan that can help you get to your destination faster, are you able to make a decision today? And the reason why we say that is because we want to overcome the biggest elephant in the room with the two biggest objections that people will say, which is money or partner. They got to have their partner there that they always want to say at the end of the conversation. But we want to get that out in the beginning just in case that is a real issue or real concern for them making a decision today. So if, if we're able to create a plan that can help you get to your destination faster, are you able to make a decision today? Always ask that. After you do that, then you want to go right into our framework, which is present. Learn more about their current situation. Where are they at? What, what are they currently doing? What does their environment look like? Remember, the more questions you ask, the digger you deep, the better it's going to be to closing more sales. After you've learned about the present, validate everything that they said and dive into the future. What are the goals that they want to achieve? What are the future plans that they want to overcome? Where do they want it to look like? Whether health-wise, whatever it is that you're trying to sell, whether it's business-wise, where do they want to go? Learn about the future and why that's important to them. 
again, after you learn about their future, validate everything, validate recapping the present situation, validate recapping their future. And now we're going to validate after we validate that, then we're going to go right in to the past, which is going to be the roadblocks. What are the things that they have tried before that they either really loved or what are the things that they tried before that they really did not like your job is to really learn as much as you can. So you got to dig deep to the past and the roadblocks and the things that they tried and liked and disliked. Cause if not, it's gonna be really hard for you guys to close the deal. Lastly, we talk about present, future, past, and now it is plan. The plan is the message. I always ask for permission to move forward to my offer. So after I validate the present, future, and past, I then say, hey, hey, JR, I hear, I hear everything that you're saying. This is your current situation. This is where you want to go. These are the things that didn't work. Now, just like I asked you in the beginning, if I'm able to give you a plan that can help you get to your destination faster, are you wanting to learn more about that? Are you able to make a decision? More than likely, by this point, they're going to say, yeah, we'd love to learn everything that you got to do. Cool. Well, then at this time, now I'm going to go through a value stack of everything that I can do to help them solve the problems that they got. Remember what I said multiple times throughout the show that the reason why people don't buy from you is because they don't believe that you can help solve the problems that they have. So you need to go back to the episode that I learned that I gave last week where I talked about how to create your irresistible offer that takes you beyond the peak of Mount Everest because there are four essential elements when it comes to creating your offer. You got to know your target audience. You got to know your competitive advantage. You got to know what uh, you got to have your value stack when your value stack is, is where your value needs to be 10 times greater than the product, the price that you are selling it for. And then you got to eliminate risk with a guarantee. So when you are going through your plan, I want to recommend and encourage you guys, especially in the beginning, that you guys have a slideshow or you have something that you can go over that keeps you on track but something visually that they can see that goes to the value of everything that you're going to get. Because let's just say your program is $10,000. Well, if I say my, my program is $10,000 and they're going to get just coaching, well, that doesn't really show me a lot of value. I hired a lot of coaches before and they were $10,000 or $15,000 or $5,000. And I feel like it wasted a lot of my money. So what makes you different? What makes you different? Well, you got to create that value stack of showing everything like, Hey, and within our program, you're going to get this. And then you talk about what that is and it has a value of whatever that price is. And then the second thing and then the third thing and the fourth thing. So you, everything that you are presenting, everything that you are offering within your program, you got to create that value stack. And the value needs to be 10 times greater than the price you're selling it for. So if you want to sell a $10,000 program, then the value needs to be $100,000 or more. So I highly encourage you guys to go to my episode on your favorite channel, and listen to last week's episode where I talk about how to create your irresistible offer that goes beyond the peak of Mount Everest, because that is going to be the plan where you can get, where you can go over your offer stack. And if you do that, do not be scared to ask for the sale at the end. That's what I got for today. Stay tuned until next week. Thank you for listening to the Daily Creed Podcast Show with J.R. Spears. And you can also find him on Instagram at jr.spear. 